0: Welcome, I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are very much knee-deep in tech and this is episode 68 recorded on the 8th of April 2019. Good flow, well done. Good flow. Speaking of flow. (laughs) Is it time to power ups? It is time to power up the flows. Eat that, Adam Saxton. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it has been quite A while since we had a discussion about Power BI in general. So as I usually put it, if you turn your back on things with Azure and Power BI, half the thing either change or break. In this case, half the thing changed. So we've had a ton of new things. And I could sit for hours. We
1: know. We know.
0: You know. But i will just going to pick a few cherries out of the cake. I actually had a discussion with
1: a non-person uh, I cannot mention that I'm a, So he offered me to deliver what I described as the sprinkle on the icing on the cake. You were more about the entire cake with Power BI.
0: So Voldemort is using what kind of technology? <laughs> Voldemort. Yeah, you said the guy who cannot be named. Well done. Oh God. So come on,
1: what's new in Power BI? I know one thing that's may not be as new now,
0: but it was new when I tweeted it to you. You did, and and uh, that was nice of you. <laughs> I'll get to that. Thank you. But keep coming back to flows, and data flows, Power BI data flows, one of my, my dearest in inventions, is now generally available. Hooray! It is absolutely awesome, and we're going to see even more updates for data flows going forward.
1: So... You have spoken a lot about data flows. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's actually ask so cool that I get it. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting? What do you want to see? What's your ni- nicest to have feature?
0: Um, I want to see it develop because I want more uh, connectors. Yep. Because everybody wants more connectors. I want it more to connections. Be- if you talk LinkedIn. True. I wanted to have a more seamless integration with um, Azure Data Lake. As it is now, you can switch your Power BI. Um, You have a Power BI Data Lake underneath the uh, data flows, right? And you can switch that into your own data lake in order to access the uh, common data model folders that gets created when you create a, a data flow. However, that's a one-time thing and you cannot get out of that data Ah. lake which is quite an issue if you want to make a POC. yep so and and they are very much aware of this and they are working frantically on creating a better experience but as it stands now in order for you to utilize your own data lake be aware that it is a one-way street at the moment so that's something i want to see I want to see more of the auto ML stuff, the machine learning things, which incidentally are also GA, which is absolutely epic. Yep. So there are so many interesting things in the pipe and some of which I've seen, some of which I've not seen, but it's going to be great fun. Can I, and, and to keep up
1: with the stupid questions. And prepare, listener, for what's coming now. I'm prepared. So you want more connectors. Mm. And connectors usually go to a data source. So a a database or something like that. Yes. Are there API connectors? So, So if you would like to connect to Office 365 or LinkedIn or whatever am I totally out on the wrong track or would that be something that could be enabled by a connector to data flows?
0: I am sorry to say that as far as a stupid question goes, that was a stupid, stupid question (laughs) because it's not a stupid question. It's a very, very good question. And yes, that's called a third-party connector. Yeah. And anybody can do a third-party connector. Yeah, And absolutely, you can connect to LinkedIn or to your own application okay. yep. or to whatever. So absolutely, it's one of the main use cases for the third-party connector. So awesome. Good, good, good thinking. Good thinking. And n- even more stuff that's new, the new workspace experience, it has previously been opt-in. Now okay. it's opt-out yep. for a short while, and then it's going to go the way of the dodo i.e. go away. The new experience or the old experience? The old experience. So the new experience is based on much better granularity. It's much easier to understand and you don't get an Office 365 group created for you underneath. That's good. That's very, very good. So I I much prefer this. And it's uh, a requirement for a lot of the newer functionality. So anybody who's been toying with the newer functionality, you've already been using this, so just keep on doing it. We have a public preview of the XMLA endpoints, which is a very, very boring way of saying you can now query a Power BI data model from a third-party tool, such as Excel or Tableau. Yeah. Anything that can talk XMLA, i.e. the Azure, uh, not Azure Analysis Services, well, Azure Analysis Services speaks XMLA as well, but I was thinking, analysis services can now connect to data model.
1: and that's super useful.
0: It is super useful. There is a small caveat: this is premium only. Ah, good to know before you roll this out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of a bummer. But we'll see. Maybe it's going to change in the future. Maybe not. I've um, never
1: seen a credit card burn, so
0: yeah, there's a first time for everything, I guess. Yeah. We have. Support for Azure AD B2B guest users in that's the mobile app. so freakishly useful. Yes,
1: it is. And that, that's obvious. That's the obvious use case for it, to sure. share it with other organizations, to share data, to so share insights, and remember also to secure this yes, with sir. Uh, some products I may know where well.
0: True, true. It's, it's a very good point. And I'm very happy that we now have access to the B2B, yeah. which uh, I wouldn't say it has been a blocker, but it this this enables so many more ideas and, and opportunities.
1: I think this enables more organizations to share insights and data in a more compliant way, for sure. For sure, yeah, definitely. Both from a identity and data perspective, but also from a licensing perspective.
0: True. And the last thing I will mention when it comes to Power BI for this episode is something that came out in early March, actually. Yeah, But we haven't gone around to talk about Come it. Come on, say it. Say but it. I'm Even say it. I'm excited. Buttons can now open URLs. Again. Hooray! So this, this is quite simply a, a very important change in a very discrete package. Yeah. Because it enables us to create even richer uh, reports. We can, since a URL can point into a specific page of another report and set filters and slicers. Yeah. We can have a very, very rich UI based on these buttons. Yes. And we can also run any REST API Since it's an URL. Yeah, exactly. Basically, we can do anything from a button in Power BI.
1: So I've seen a couple of applications in my life. Oh. Take, for example, the paper industry in Sweden. Mm -hmm. They have a number of applications which basically monitors how the machines run, how they perform. Would you say that Power BI, with this change actually could replace one of those applications.
0: It's an interesting concept and one that comes up rather regularly, not necessarily for paper mills per se, but what you're talking about is...
1: Basically, you see data, you visualize data, and then you can take action based on that data with URLs. But
0: the things you're not considering here is the real-time aspect of things. Power BI is... It, it, it's quite capable of doing real-time data yep definitely you can use many different ways of, of streaming data into power bi i would say that it is not its primary function okay yep but doable yes yep maybe a bit clunky at the moment but mm-hmm. definitely doable and an, an interesting uh, interesting application i would say for for power bi So Power BI combined with Power Apps. Oh, Power BI plus Power Apps plus Flow equals way more fun. Power Platform. Anyone should reasonably have. Yeah, it's it's cool cool stuff. We'll have to get back to that. The the thing is, the Power Platform is part of the business. What's it called? The business applications.
1: Yep. So Uh, Dynamics and
0: stuff. Dynamics, Power Platform, and incidentally power bi oh yep and whenever i hear power bi i hear power platform yep and i don't know anything about flow and power apps there's so much opportunity for me to learn in considering how much shenanigans you can do (laughs) with power apps and flow just in general not only for power bi it is an exceptional opportunity that I have yet to capitalize on.
1: Yep. So we will get that. We have a few friends that works with Power Apps that we really should have a discussion with. Absolutely. Um, I've looked into the licensing of Power Apps. Mm -hmm. That's not as simple.
0: No, that's one of the uh, black sheep things. Yep. And I know exactly who I will endeavor to uh, get on the show. Yeah. Someone rather... Unexpected. Oh, Louise Frese. Ah, I yep. think she she would be epic to talk about this because sure. she she does a lot with uh, with the power ups and flow. So
1: Louise, this was your official invitation.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Just get on with it.
1: Exactly. Anyone listening to this, ping Louise and tell her to listen to this. Yep. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, she's gonna that. love us for this.
1: Um. 800 million people do love Windows 10 at least 800 million
0: I was about to say why <laughs> but I think I know why that, so, that's that's a staggering number
1: yeah it is It's and
0: almost a billion people
1: yep yeah. Wow and we need to remember that Microsoft had a goal to have a billion people after two years after the release of Windows 10 but they were also counting on Windows Phone taking off which it
0: yeah what happened to Windows Phone Simon?
1: as many great things like painters, uh, scientists, and so on, it will people will understand the greatness after its death.
0: Well, isn't it very well and truly dead?
1: Yeah, but how many years did it take for uh, Rembrandt and, and people?
0: I don't know, but I highly doubt that people will, in retrospect, think that Windows Phone was a good idea. No, <laughs> I have to give it. It was actually a good idea. It was just the implementation that sucked. <laughs> Moving on. Ouch. Wait, where are we, we with the Windows Virtual Desktop these days? In the cloud. In the cloud. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. So, and it's not following the Windows Phone implementation plan, I can tell you. So, uh, Windows Virtual Desktop is now out in public preview since two weeks ago. It was released during the Ignite tour in Amsterdam. Oh, really? And oh. we actually got some really, really useful information out of that. Mm-hmm. So, anyone that have any kind of Microsoft three six five licensing that includes M three six five Business, F one E three E five or academics use, will be Um, enabled to run Windows Virtual Desktop without cost other than the VMs. Wait, what? Everyone. The only caveat for the people with business SKUs is that they will only be able to connect to this service using um, Windows 10. Right also remember that this is a public preview so licensing may change up before ga
0: a quick question there windows 10 so i cannot use a business sku and access my windows virtual desktop using for instance an eigle thingy nope okay
1: you can't Uh, and i guess uh, so there there may be many reasons for that right but one of the reasons could be from a licensing perspective that you actually aren't allowed to run more than one Windows 10 instance if you have the business SKU,
0: uh-huh.
1: which you get if you have the E or A SKUs. So it could be that. It could be that they just want to hand this out. And and to me, this makes so much sense. And the organizations that uses or will be using the M365 business SKU is absolutely... I would say the first kind of organizations that will benefit from this because they rarely have the infrastructure needed to run and use a compute for with any other um, uh, vendor interesting also do you know f s logics?
0: I've heard the name, but yes. not more than that
1: fs logics were uh, were acquired by Microsoft uh, late twenty eighteen they they are famous in the end-user compute industry, so RDS, Parallels, VMware, and Citrix, for profile and application optimization, especially when it comes to Office 365. So the Office 365 package, OneDrive, and so on. Um, it's been quite an interesting few months where people that are using Logics have been in the dark in regards to what will happen now and during the event we found out that everyone that run microsoft 365 any version of it so business f1 e3 e5 and so on and people with existing volume licensing agreements for uh, rds now get FS Logics for free the entire portfolio
0: that's pretty big
1: right yes and for you that may have purchased FS Logics recently and feel that, hey, this was a bit unfair, hmm. contact your Microsoft account manager. Uh, this is a huge thing. I don't think anyone were expecting this. And this one in in opposite to Windows Virtual Desktop, you were actually allowed to run FS Logics in the cloud or on prem.
0: Oh, really? Yes. What do you run it on on prem? Uh, just a Citrix.
1: A- horizon
0: rds nice, nice. And wow that's this, cool then
1: this is probably because microsoft wants to enhance the office 365 experience especially but you can use it for a lot of other things um, one other thing that i know it's being used and you can actually use this on physical clients as well so if you have shared devices for example or you can actually use it for java masking Huh? So, you can install a bunch of Java versions and mask away things. Oh. So, there are a number of really, really cool features that you can use on prem for end user compute in the cloud or actually
0: on your physical clients. To actually make Java useful?
1: No, nothing. Nothing can make that happen.
0: You think that could be a good name for this episode? Nothing can make Java useful.
1: I think we could run in. Uh, if there's some organizations, I do not want yeah. to end up in a discussion with this Oracle.
0: True. Moving on.
1: Moving on. <laughs> uh, we also, during the um, Ignite tour, got a name change. Huh? Must be the first time in Microsoft history. They've now changed Windows Defender ATP, Advanced Threat Protection, right. to Microsoft Defender ATP. Right.
0: But th- that was fairly r- a reasonable change.
1: Yes, because now we have a first-party client Anti-malware or advanced threat protection client for
0: Mac. Mm. That's that's epic. Yes, that's really 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 nice. Do you know if it would it make any sense to have any of these pieces of software on Android, for instance?
1: ATP. Uh huh. You can get it with third-party options. Oh, you can. Yes, there are a number of third-party providers out there that can enable ATP-like services on. Linux, on server, on Android. iOS? Yeah, I think so, yes.
0: Okay, so you can technically have an all round Yep. Nice. Cool. Um,
1: also, I want to mention a few other things. We have news in Intune, for example. We have a new technical preview for Config Manager. We, since last, actually have a new co- um, current branch version of Config Manager. It's been a while since we...
0: That was a while. Yeah.
1: But I want to first and foremost point out a fairly new thing. Mm-hmm. We have had what's new in Intune and I guess it's of what's new in Power BI blog and sure. We now have a in development for Microsoft Intune. Nice. That's uh, that is publicly available.
0: We have the same thing with the um, Power BI uh, thing. Yep. That that's super cool.
1: Yeah, So we can now look into what's coming or may be coming in Intune over the coming months, which is really useful. And the reason for Microsoft doing this is to help organizations that may be a bit unsure about Intune to see, yeah, we're missing this feature, but it's on the roadmap.
0: Right. Uh That's very, very useful. Yeah. Provided that people realize that what's on the roadmap does not necessarily entail that it's going to happen. Yes, exactly. And definitely not according to the very arbitrary schedule.
1: Exactly. So, you have also been away in Seattle. You and 2,000 other MVPs.
0: I have, and we have, and it was a huge bummer that you couldn't join us. Yep. But it was absolutely epic. It was the warmest week for 125 years.
1: Yeah, but for many reasons. Well, it I'd... must have been a warm week with all the great people there as well. Warm and welcoming week. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No. Move on. Yeah. Uh, I can give you a few top tips. One is to never let Simon book the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you do, you're probably going to end up on the other side of the freeway.
1: So my... my for you that don't know, we have a saying here that uh, I have a binder index, mm. which is usually very, very high when it comes to finding good hotels, good flights, good places to eat, and so on. Yeah, and this one was L- down let, Let's say that zero. the last couple of weeks, including a certain flight to and from Riga, have lowered that binder index quite a lot. So I have to yeah. rebuild this. Yeah, yeah, so. you,
0: you have some work to do. Yeah, but the um. So the, the, uh, MVP summit, this was my first MVP summit and I had really no idea what to expect. And I have been told from several places not to expect too much. Mm-hmm. Sure. It is amazing to meet all the, the great people. It's amazing to uh, attend Microsoft headquarters as a highly valued guest. Yep. And it turned out that. I was completely blown away by the things that we were shown, the things we were told, the opportunities to network both with other MVPs and actual live engineers. The people that build the tools that I work with every day, I get to sit down, have a beer, and talk. Did you have a beer? I had several. You? Yes, porters are good stuff, and ciders are good stuff.
1: Cider isn't beer, you know that, right?
0: Anyway, so yeah, it, it it was absolutely great. I was dead tired because it's high speed. And what usually started as a session very quickly turned into a discussion. And I would not in a thousand years have believed me if anyone told me just how much Microsoft listens. Mm. It is obvious. As you're sitting there in a room discussing with the program managers or a technical fellow and they go, huh, hadn't thought about that. We'll, we'll implement something and let you know and see what you think about it. Yeah. Just having that kind of access, having that kind of respect is, is exceptional. And it just means that I will work even harder every day to, to keep that respect, keep that opportunity and share as much knowledge as I can, because yep. that's at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Yep. So it, was, it was great fun. Oh, and I, um, I met up with a, a couple of friends of mine, uh, Andre Kaman, um, Gianluca Sartori and uh, Rob Sewell. And I asked them if they wanted to go to the uh, museum of flight. Yep. Cause I used to be a guide at the Swedish Air Force Museum and they went, yeah, sure. We can, we can go there for an hour. <laughs> uh three and a half hours yeah. and they wouldn't they they d- didn't want to leave we had a great time so i'll I'll. I'll you ha- remember that until next time and we can do a tour i will haul you around next time
1: I, I was thinking that you actually could tell people that we are going and you are happy to show people around
0: oh sure, to sure. just to
1: meet some new friends
0: Sure thing. Yep. And I think Tina... I can carry your bag. <laughs> Tina wanted to, to join in as well. Yep. So w- w- we'll make it happen next year. Definitely. Yep.
1: So uh, it's we have so many other things that we could discuss because we have had so many cool releases over the few weeks. We are now getting back to a more, um, let's say, normal schedule. Yes. Yes. So hopefully we will be able to push... New
0: episodes weekly. Weekly, uh, yeah. At least. At least. Yep. And something that is very important is the Global Azure Bootcamp. Exactly. That's coming up yep. on April 27th. 27th. It nope. is a free event. Yes. Free as in completely free. Yes. And you have access to amazing speakers, a lot of networking opportunities. And did I mention it was free? Yeah, you did. And, and that includes food. food. Score.
1: Uh also we have over or we the um, it's over three hundred locations now all around the globe.
0: Three hundred events doing it the same day. Yeah.
1: And we are going to discover planets, hopefully. Or one planet could be enough. In the science I'm labs. I'm
0: pretty happy with the planet I'm on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: But that the science lab during this year's global boot camp is all about discovering a new planet. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So We'll add the link yep. to uh, the episode notes. If you happen to be close to Linköping or Southern Sweden in general, you're more than welcome
0: to attend our Global Azure Bootcamp, which incidentally is of course going to be the best. <laughs> yes, I just had to sneak it in there. Of course, uh, but we
1: encourage you to visit one of the boot camps, and I know that there's even virtual Global Azure boot camps that you yep. could attend. Yep, or just. Hackathon,
0: sure. We're going to have a hackathon. We are going to have um, sessions. Yes. And again, networking, which is absolutely invaluable. Yes. I've had some surprisingly unexpected contacts that I got from last year's uh, Global Azure yep. Bootcamp. Absolutely. And and they have definitely changed the course of my life, and I have changed the course of their lives. And that's the the case of um, new exciting. Uh, acquaintances yep absolutely so i'm very very much looking forward to that it's a lot of work for organizers but it's so worth it in the end absolutely so do we have anything else or should we try something completely different and and just a few minutes early
1: i think we, we we have said enough for this time
0: i think we did and the last episode was actually three minutes too long yeah so we'll we'll just be done kind of right now Thank you very much for listening and see you, you next even time.
1: though you just can't get enough,
0: see you next time. bye bye.